0: Thank you for tuning in to Heroes of Hope with Evangelist Hagan Adams. Our desire is to evangelize the sinner, encourage the saint, and exalt the Savior. As we hear from men of God who have given their life to share that blessed hope. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Heroes of Hope podcast and welcome back. Thank you for just tuning in. And I just want to apologize, I start off by apologizing. I haven't made a podcast in quite some time now. I believe the last one that was was uploaded was the middle of June. So it's been a couple of months. And so I just want to get on here, first of all, and apologize for that. That certainly was not my intent or my plan, but just my summer was so busy with traveling and evangelism. We were in many different states. And so, as you can imagine, all this equipment that is set up here before me that I am using to record is kind of a lot to travel with and to set all that up in different places each week. And so that kind of just, uh, it just didn't work out this summer to get to record different podcasts and with different men of God. But I certainly wish it would have. And I'm looking at even next summer doing a few things differently. Uh, that way we can still have the podcast going, some different different equipment. And so the podcast can still be recorded. But just want to give you a brief update about my summer. And I just want to thank all y'all that have been praying for me and my travels and then preaching the Word of God. I just want to thank you so much for doing that. And we got out of uh, college in May. And so the month of May uh, was there. And we we got out of college and began to travel in the summer. There were many different churches here in the state of Arkansas and in Missouri. And then June came, got to preach in several different camp meetings and uh, and along throughout the country. Then July, we were in a couple of different VBSs, seeing many young people come to Christ and get saved. So we praise the Lord for that and them trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And then headed to this great state of Wisconsin. And so up in Wisconsin for the last week and a half of the month of July, and was able to be in a tent meeting up there with uh, my friend, Brother Dale Aguiar, Evangelist Dale Aguiar. And man, what a good meeting we had up there. He set up his tent, and we were there and preached under that each and every night. And so what a blessing that was to get to be a part of that meeting. And that kind of birthed something in my heart that even the need uh, for tent ministry. And so I'll share about a little bit more about that uh, maybe in the future. But for today, I just want to give you a quick thought about tent ministry. And we're going to get to a man of God that I've been reading after. And reading about his life, and his name is Jonathan Edwards. You've probably most likely have heard of him. I am sure Jonathan Edwards. But about the tent ministry, and uh, just there while we I was in Wisconsin getting to learn about uh, the tent ministry and the cost and the advantages of tent ministry and what a tent ministry, uh, the purpose of that, and just the uh, the the many visitors that will come to a tent meeting, sit under a tent and hear preaching, but will never uh, have even considered darkening the door of an independent Baptist church. And so just a thought about that, you know, as a 19, uh, 20 year old uh, young man, Going up here in the state of Arkansas, uh, we really didn't have a whole lot of tent meetings, uh, that I can remember. There's never any tent meetings at the churches that I attended or was a member of. And, and I didn't really hear of any throughout the state of Arkansas. So in my mind and in, in my thinking, tent ministry was a thing of the past. It was something that had died, uh, long ago. And so I just thought, well, tent ministry doesn't work anymore. We're in the 21st century now. That must be something they did back in the, in the old days. We don't do that anymore because it simply, doesn't work, and I had never even really met anyone who had owned a tent and traveled as an evangelist and and held tent meetings. I didn't even know anyone at the time, and so I just thought, man, tent ministry must be dead. Doesn't work. That's why nobody's doing it. And so uh, that was to uh, to my uh, my shame. I I I would admit that that was to my shame. That's just an assumption that I made. I shouldn't assume, but I did. And so. Uh, met Brother Dale Aguiar in Missouri and began talking to him and found out that he, uh, he owned a tent, obviously, traveled without full time, uh, preaching many tent meetings throughout the year. And one thing that I learned very quickly was that it wasn't tent ministry that died. It wasn't tent ministry that died. What died... Uh, Instead, what passed away, rather, was the men of God who owned the tents. There have been uh, many men of God throughout the the last couple of years, the last couple of centuries, uh, who have owned tents and have uh, preached unto them faithfully and seen many people come to Christ. And it wasn't that tent ministry died. It was simply that the men of God who had tents died, and nobody came behind them, picked up the baton, and carried on that avenue of ministry because a tent is simply just a tool, just as this podcast is a tool to get the gospel out. That's simply the same thing that a tent is. And that's simply to get the gospel out in a different avenue, get people underneath the tent that wouldn't normally come to a church. And so that tent uh, was just a tool used. And those men of God passed away. They they went on to heaven, and nobody's picked up that mantle. But I believe that a tent today can still be used to reach people for the gospel. And so that's one thing that I'm praying about. You pray about with me, is if that, that would be something that God would have me do in the future, is potentially pick up that baton uh, and and carry that on, carry on that avenue of ministry, that avenue of seeing people saved. And as you will, you would know as well as I do, especially if you tent in church on a regular basis, uh, very faithfully at all that I'm sure you sit in the exact same pew or very close to the same pew that you sat in for probably years now. You probably sit in the exact same seat that you always sit and You hear the same preacher stand up most of the time, every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. There's your pastor, your preacher gets up and he preaches. And I'm thankful for men of God who are faithful, who are willing to stand up behind a pulpit excuse me, each and every week and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for them. But you sit in the same pew, you, you stare at the same pulpit, you hear the same preacher at the same temperature inside your church building week after week. And we begin to get comfortable with our surroundings. We begin to get comfortable in that environment. But you get out in the tent and everything is different. You get out in this tent, I mean, the temperature is going to be different. The seat that you sit in is not padded. It's going to be different. You you get out there and you begin to sweat a little bit and you hear a different preacher, you're looking at a different a different pulpit. But you see the sunset in the background. Now, your whole atmosphere is different, and it is just, it allows the Lord to speak to our hearts in a totally different light, in a totally different manner, that He wouldn't uh, potentially be able to speak to our hearts while we're sitting in the outer terms. So that's just one thing I'm praying about. I want you to pray about it with me, as if that would be an avenue that God would have me to pursue in the days ahead. It's just simply getting a tent and seeing how God would use that. And so, but for today, we're going to talk about Jonathan Edwards. Sorry about my little rant there. Just what the Lord's put on my heart. I thought I would share that with you. Uh, But we want to get to Jonathan Edwards today. And here in the next couple of weeks, I've got some great uh, podcast interviews lined up, Interviews with some men of God, some in different states, Illinois and uh, in Missouri, and places like that. Different men of God that you probably will know have heard of. And so, I'm excited about those interviews. I've got one of a very excited about it, if it works out, and with, a, with with a couple different generations of Baptist preachers, a father and son, and so have them on here at the same time getting to to share their testimony and their story, and just simply about heritage and how important our heritage is, a godly heritage Oh, how important that is. I'm excited about that podcast here in the next couple of weeks. So I don't want you to miss that. I don't want you to, to uh, forget about it. I know we've taken a small break here, but I want you to get back in the routine of listening to each and every podcast and, and taking the time to, to pay attention and listen to these. Cause I, I pray that they will be a help and a blessing to you. But for today, let's talk about Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan, you've probably heard the name. You probably would know uh, that name as soon as I mentioned. You probably knew exactly who it was I was talking about. You might even know a few things about him. You might even know that he preached the, the his famous message Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, and how God used that message in a wonderful, wonderful, and a very tremendous way in the year of 1741. It spring. or uh, began the First Great Awakening, as Jonathan Edwards stood behind the pulpit and preached that message, Sinners in the hands of an angry God. But Jonathan Edwards, uh, we would, as you, I began reading this book and it's entitled 50 People That Every Christian Should Know. 50 People That Every Christian Should Know. And he's in here, Jonathan Edwards, and, and he's not too far along in the book. And I began to read his life story. And one of the very first phrases says this is unfortunate that many people imagine Jonathan Edwards as a ranting Puritan preacher pounding the pulpit and trying to frighten sinners into heaven. And what a sad, sad statement that is—that there's a misconception about this man, Jonathan Edwards, that they they thought he was just trying to scare people into heaven. But in you know the story, of as he preached that message, "Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God," he he didn't even look up from his notes. He did not even he didn't even glance at the crowd. He simply stared at his notes that he had prepared and read them in a very monotone voice. His his voice did not—he didn't go up. It didn't go down. He didn't read it passionately. He simply read his notes, and the Holy Spirit of God blew. And anytime somebody does something for God, there's going to be critics, and there's going to be people who ridicule what they do. There's going to be people that don't agree with it. And that's exactly what happened to this man by the name of Jonathan Edwards. It says, It is unfortunate that many people imagine Jonathan Edwards as a ranting Puritan preacher, pounding the pulpit and trying to frighten sinners into heaven. What a sad, sad thing that is. And they've not even ever examined the life of this godly man they've never even they've never even uh, examined the life of his of his life but it's very interesting that Jonathan Edwards began as a young boy uh he would pray five times each day each day he would kneel and pray five times It makes me think of daniel and in the book of daniel theres he would he would kneel three times a day and open his window and pray toward jerusalem and, and he would spend that time faithfully each and every. A day spending time in prayer. And here Jonathan Edwards we find in his in the story of his life that he prayed five times each day. Edwards was never content to have only book knowledge of God. He sought to experience God in his own life in a personal way. He didn't just want the knowledge of God. He just didn't want to know about God. He wanted to have an experience with God. He wanted to spend time with him each and every day. You can have the knowledge of God, but if we don't have a relationship with him, There is no use in having that knowledge. Knowledge will send us to an awful place called hell. Knowledge will uh, allow us to sit in a pew week after week and do nothing for God. But when we experience God in a personal way, then we will accomplish something for His honor and for His glory. When we experience God in a personal way, let me ask you, friend, when's the last time you— experience God in a personal way. When's the last time you simply didn't go through the motions of your Bible reading and through the motions of sitting in church and through the motions of prayer. When's the last time you experienced God in a personal way and you knew that you got through to God and you knew that God had spoken to your heart without a shadow of a doubt in your mind. You had no question. You knew God spoke to your heart and had something he wanted you to change, something he wanted you to do. He spoke to you in a real way way. He often studied the Word of God more than 13 hours a day. I can't even imagine that. 13 hours a day. I would say the fact that he wanted to truly experience God is shown in the fact that he studied the Word of God for 13 hours a day. We get up and we maybe read a chapter in the Word of God or two chapters or three chapters, maybe even five chapters in the Word of God, and we think we've done the Lord Jesus Christ some great service by reading five chapters. We think we've done some great service by by spending ten minutes in prayer. Here, Jonathan Edwards p- p- studied the Word of God for thirteen hours a day. Man, what a testimony that is! And we wonder why God used his life in such a wonderful way, and God used him such in a in a very large way in becoming in, in being a pillar in that first great awake. We wonder why God used him in that way. Well, it's very simple because he experienced God on a daily basis. If we desire for God to use us in a great way, it will come when we are willing to experience Him in our own life. And that only comes through time, in prayer, time in the Word of God, and obviously many, many hours of it. Preachers were generally, generally well-educated in this day, but they lacked a burden for souls and power in their preaching. They were generally well-educated, but lack the burden for souls and power in their preaching. I would dare say that Jonathan Edwards did not have that problem. When you spend 13 hours a day with God, there will be power on your preaching. You, You will not have a problem finding the power to preach or what to preach. God is going to place it on your heart and on your life. There was one of the early phrases of the spiritual movement in America. Historians call it the Great Awakening which was covered a period up from about 1725 to 1760. And with a main, one of the main men who God used greatly in that was a man by the name of Jonathan Edwards. I don't know about you today, but I want God to use my life in a great and mighty way. Not, not one day so I can be published in a book like this, but so one day when I get to heaven, I can hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. On July 8th, he preached sinners in the hands of an angry God, perhaps the most famous sermon ever preached in America. You say, why did God use him in such a great way? Maybe because when he was just a young boy, he spent time praying five or spent time five different times a day in prayer. Maybe it's because he spent 13 hours with God every single day. Maybe it's because he didn't care what everybody else was doing. Let me say this first. When we have a desire to spend time with God, it will come only when we're willing to sacrifice everything else if if you or if i was going to spend 13 hours a day studying the word of god and spending time in prayer that would come in a very large sacrifice we'd have to give up a whole lot of things to do that we'd have to give up a time some time with our family we'd have to give up our job we'd have to give up our hobbies We'd have to give up, uh, fill in the blank, spending time with friends. We'd have to fill up a whole multitude of things to be able to spend 13 hours a day with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he's certainly worth it. No question about it, he's worth it. But that's why God used him in such a mighty way. was because he was willing to sacrifice everything else. God truly was his number one priority in his life. He had a longing to see people know God personally, just like he did. I can't even begin to describe to you the man that Jonathan Edwards was in his life. He was a man who loved God. He was a man who wanted others to know God. He was a man who spent time with God each and every day. And he was a man that God used in a tremendous way. And I want to encourage you today, will you be a person like that? Will you be a person who knows God personally? Will you be a person that has a desire for others to know God personally? Or are you simply going through the motions of doing your your daily Bible reading or or attending your church service uh, just to check a box or just because you know it's expected of you? Or do you do it because you really want to know God in a personal way? Even through the midst of all that he did for God and all he went through for God, at the end of his life, some would still say it's unfortunate that many people imagine Jonathan Edwards as a ranting Puritan preacher, pounding the pulpit and trying to frighten sinners into heaven. After all he did, and after all he went through, after all he sacrificed, there was still someone who said, you know what? He was just fill in the blank. He was just this. He was just that. He was just trying to get a name for himself. He was just trying to accomplish this. He was just trying to whatever it may be, trying to pound the pulpit and trying to frighten sinners into heaven after all he did for the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what? I don't believe this is what God said about Jonathan Edwards. This is what man said about Jonathan Edwards. And I'm not trying to please a man, and I hope and I pray you're not trying to please a man either. I hope you're trying to please God in heaven. And That way, when one day when we get to heaven, we can hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. As I read that this week, I was beginning to think about all that Jonathan Edwards did and all he went through. Yet what the, What people had still said about him even to this day. And I thought of this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 15. It says, And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. This is uh, obviously speaking of being spent for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the more we give to Him, the more time, the more money, the more effort we give to Him, the more, or the less we will be loved by those around us. Man, isn't that the perfect example in Jonathan Edwards' life? Man, he was very gladly spent for Jesus Christ. God used him in a great and mighty way, but man said, you know what? He's just an old ranting preacher pounding on the pulpit trying to scare people into heaven. When he had a genuine desire to see see people know God in a personal Way. Let me ask you this question. Do you allow what others say to you and about you to determine your service for God? Do you allow what people say about you and people say to you to determine your service for God? Obviously, Jonathan Edwards didn't. Obviously, Paul didn't. Obviously, Men in the Word of God, Peter and Luke and and the disciples. Obviously, they did not let. What was it? Paul said, and they shook off the dust of their feet. They didn't. They didn't allow what the people around them were saying to them and about them to let them to get discouraged. They continued to serve God, and I believe they realized this verse here in 2 Corinthians chapter twelve, in verse fifteen. And I will gladly, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. The more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. This week, I just want to encourage you. Love God with everything you have. Just give all you can to Him. Every waking hour, every sleeping hour, give all you can to Him. No matter what anybody else says, no matter, no matter what everybody else does, be spent. Be Gladly be spent for Him, just like Jonathan Edwards. And I believe if we'll give everything we have and everything we can, our abilities, our talents, our frailties, our problems, our issues, if we'll just give it all to Him. He will use our life in a great and mighty way, ways that we could never even imagine, just like he did Jonathan Edwards. Do you have the desire, do you have a, a burn in your heart that you would know God in a more personal way? And do you have a desire for everybody else around you to know God in a more personal way? Are we simply just going through motions week after week, day after day? I'll just tell you, friend, we will never be spent for him. We'll never even be content until we give him all in our life. Jonathan Edwards, what a man, how he was used greatly, how he was a pillar in the first Great Awakening. I want to be like that. I don't know about you. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you today and a help. If you have any questions or would you like to contact me and for any any purpose, I would love to hear from you. As I would remind you, we have a Facebook page, Heroes of Hope. We also have an Instagram uh, page, uh, Heroes of Hope, and you can go there, like those, see different quotes, different things on there. I would certainly encourage you to do so. And this podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many other different locations upon which you would listen to podcast and Google Podcast. And if you would like to find it on there, uh, we would certainly love that. Go ahead and subscribe. That will be a blessing to us. And if there's a platform that you listen to uh, out there that you have downloaded to your phone or your tablet that it is not currently on. You said, I can't find it on there. If you will let me know, I will do my best to get the podcast on that platform so you Uh, have a more accessible way to listen to the podcast. If I can just be a help or blessing to you, we have a prayer request, have something you'd like to share with me, I would love to hear from you. Make sure to share the podcast with somebody you know and be looking forward to our upcoming interviews in the days ahead. Well, have a great day. Lord bless you.